It's the Dogcast, episode number 408. It is spring ball. We're seven practices deep. It's time to cover some dog news from Athens. Brought to you by V-Sporto and Dog Sports Radio. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 408. We are back in the bunker. National Signing Day is behind us, and now we are deep into spring ball. It is, we just had our seventh practice today, um, and you know, I got a special guest in the bunker here. Old dog is uh, old dog is on ice. He's nursing a hamstring injury, and uh, I've got a special guest. You've heard him before. You know him. You love him. Johnny Sanders from the Dog Roundtable off of 680 The Fan. This is uh, he's been working, and uh, he covers everything on the dogs out of the football practices, spring practices with the Dog Roundtable, and we're glad to have him on the show. John Sanders, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Derek. Uh, no better, no better podcast to get Georgia Bulldog news. So I'm happy to be on. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate. It. We've been we've been kind of thin, you know. We've gotten a lot of emails, and I've gotten a lot of requests. People are like, "Oh, tell us something about what's going on." And uh, there hasn't been a lot of news out of the seven practices so far. Um, what have you seen? What are your overall impressions? You know, I mean, I know there's a lot of questions on offense and defense, and you got Pittman and Cheney, and people want to know about quarterbacks. Yeah, right? that's the thing. But um, just off the top, before we get into those details, what are your general observations of the practices so far in spring? Yeah, my general observations, um, it's been really interesting. So I was here last spring for Coach Rick conducting spring practice and now here with Coach Smart. And just as soon as you walk into an interview room, first of all, it's just a different vibe, a different feel that Coach Smart brings. There's a lot more energy, and I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that, you know, he's a first-year head coach, and maybe Coach Rick was like that in his first year, but it's just a, a different change-up. So you see that manifested in the interviews, and you see that out in practice with Coach Smart just running around and yelling and jumping up and down. And that's been really interesting and, and fun to observe, and – um I think Dog Nation's going to be in for a treat with this guy and, and certainly going to like his coaching style. No doubt. I mean, I've seen video, and you know, I know you've seen him in practice. He's throwing balls. He's he's very, very hands-on. And uh, not to take anything away from Coach Rick, like you said, it's hard to remember what Coach Rick was like in his first year. But this guy's running around. He's doing receipt. You know, he's standing in throwing balls to the tight ends, he's catching punts, he's <laughs> he's doing a lot of actual get-your-hands-dirty-on-the-field stuff, you know? Exactly, and I think uh, I think kind of the, the biggest moment for me when I when I realized, you know, Georgia has a different guy here and then they have something good was, was maybe last Tuesday he walked in to do the interview with the media, and first thing he says in his opening comments was about how he did not like practice at all. He didn't like the effort, the toughness, and it was just a bad practice. 
And Coach Rick just really never came at you with that angle. If they had a bad practice, he wouldn't really let you know. You can maybe tell from his body language, but he wouldn't just stand up there and, and just tell you that he wasn't pleased with things. So I love the honesty that Coach Smart is bringing right now, and hopefully we'll continue to see a lot more of that. Well, yeah, not just that, not just in general with the uh, with the media and sus, but also with individual players. I mean, he's putting shots across the bow for Ramsey and a lot of other individual players, you know. I can't say he's – I wouldn't go so far as to say he's calling him out. I mean, not directly calling him out, but, you know, when he tells Bryce Ramsey, hey, I don't think I don't think you're paying attention as well as you could be paying attention, or mm-hmm. I think you need to step up and actually try and lead, that is not a pat you on the butt, you'll get him next time, Tiger, kind of thing that he's doing there with it, with this coaching strategy. He's very direct about what he expects and what he is looking for out of individual players. You're exactly right, and he doesn't care if you're Bryce Ramsey, who didn't see a lot of time last year, or if you're Sony Michelle. Today he called out Sony and said um, he wishes he, he got more leadership out of Sony Michelle. And I think things like that, certain guys, he knows how they're responding, can really light a fire under him. And I, I just, I, exactly what you said. I, I love that he's not scared to throw the punches and, and kind of show that he means business. Well, yeah, one of the things we, a lot of dog fans have hoped for is that that's going to translate to the sidelines. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, in game, uh, the kind of thing where if a guy makes a mistake, we're not exactly clapping when he runs off the field. We're coaching mm-hmm. him up, you know. And I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to invoke the name uh, Saban, but I mean, we talked about this a lot last year. If you, if you feel the punt on the two yard line, you know. Nick Saban's not going to say, hey, you know, that's okay. We all make mistakes, right? You can get them next time, right? He is uh, running down the sideline with a 30-point lead to uh, to get in your face and tell you how you screwed up, you know? So it seems that Kirby Smart is on that path. Uh, it's all about the process instead of uh, – it seems to be the, the Sabanization or the Alabama or whatever you want to call it, but he's definitely a lot more serious. Exactly, and I think he, he gets things in just a different way, and he kind of has this big-picture feel going on, and, and I'll give an example of what I'm saying, and uh, you kind of have to read between the lines here. I'm not going to just say it directly, but um, I don't know if you guys saw, but today he had the Athens-Clark County Police and all the chief police and, and the staff and stuff out at practice for a, a police appreciation day, <laughs> and uh, who knows what he's trying to do with that, but it was a little bit interesting um, given some of George's past uh, with, with uh, rest and such on the team. So it's <laughs> the guy's just different. Given that. Just the idea. I mean, the concept of having police appreciation day at football practice, just putting that words together in a sentence is just, you can tell it's a different way of doing business in Athens. There is an entirely new sheriff in town, right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. no, no pun intended, but no pun intended. <laughs> can you imagine, uh, Jimmy Williamson, you know, doing long snaps out there or something? I, that's what I want to see. But, um, <laughs> dude, let me, let's talk about, let's talk a little nitty gritty. Let's get down to some specifics. Um, uh, you know, with, with Pittman and with Cheney, let's talk about offense because that's where a lot of uncertainty is. It's where a lot of the changeover is going to be, um, really on, personnel as well as coaching staff as well you know there's a lot of uncertainty a lot of a lot of questions surrounding the offense what are you thinking so far about this offensive line that Pittman's putting together it seems that he's really trying to cement 
I mean, he's really seems pretty committed to a lineup. You know, he's not he's not changing guys up every day. You know. Yes, I can, I completely agree, and uh, I think he has a plan. You can tell he has a plan, and he knows what to do. And and guys just respect him so much, whether it's former players that have played for him and in, in, in the way they speak of him, and then just being out of practice and seeing how people respond to him. So you can tell he has a plan. Um, kind of the main guy when when Coach Smart has been talking, the the glue that's held this line together a little bit, it seems like, is Isaiah Wynn. They'll say he's kind of the most talented guy on the line right now. So. They'll certainly have a guard spot, it looks like, and then they've uh, they're moving around some other pieces and stuff and trying to find that lineup. But I think I think like you said, they're going to have a solid lineup and they're going to stick with it. Now there's a couple a couple new guys that will come in. There's going to be a, a JUCO transfer, Catalina, that they'll give a chance. And, Tyler Catalina, uh, and, coolest name. Exactly. So I'm, he's a Miami Vice cool Catalina wine cooler. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so they'll give him a chance, and you know things will change into fall camp. I I'm sure, but um. I love I love the energy he brings and he really gets after guys kind of in a Tracy Rocker way but at the same time he knows the players know that, that he loves them and cares about them too and um and respect them a lot. Well, you know, he brings a ton of credibility and that that helps a lot. And I think you hit on something good there. He he seems to be coaching. He looks like a guy who has a plan. He is not making it up and he's not making it up as he goes and hoping for the best and oh hell, I don't know. Let's put this guy here and put that guy there and see what happens. He's he's not throwing spaghetti against the cabinet just to see what sticks. You know, he is he clearly has a well-defined plan. He's thought about it in advance, and he's he seems to be executing on that plan. Definitely. And, um, yeah, I think guys are buying in. They're responding to it well. They, they kind of know the pedigree he has, I think, coming in, but then they've been able to see it firsthand now. And, um, you know, he's, he's a, people will say he's got some different schemes and stuff. He's got some different run-blocking schemes and pass-blocking schemes, and I don't know all the ins and outs of those, but that will certainly be interesting to see um, come this fall. No doubt. What about uh, Cheney? I mean, working with the quarterbacks and working with the offense and also interacting with Smart. Um, have you been able to figure anything out about what Cheney's plans are for the future, With especially with how thin we are at wide receiver when it comes to experience and actual playmaking depth at wide receiver? What do you think about the, the way they're calling out Sonny Michelle and – I mean, you know, what do you think the overall plan is for Cheney on offense? What are you seeing? Yeah, so while we're out there, we don't get to see a, a whole ton of scheme and stuff like that. So kind of a lot of a lot of what you find out about the scheme and the personnel and kind of the different packages that they're going to be using is from talking to the players or seeing stuff that um, Coach Cheney's done in the past. But while we're out there, we can certainly see he's a fiery guy, which is something I didn't I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know a whole lot about him. Um, before going out there at practice and seeing him, but he really does get after it, and it's it's surprising to me. I mean, I just I just didn't know um, how players responded, but p- people really seem to respect him a lot and b- are buying in. And you see interviews that players are doing, and recruits are doing, and they're calling this guy a mastermind and a genius, and they just can't believe how um, you know how complex his things are, but simple enough that that the players are able to get it, but still you know complex enough to trick the defenses, and, and people are just blown away with the schemes and the way his mind thinks. So I don't think we're going to see a whole ton of that um, before the games start rolling around, but I trust that he has a plan. I think Coach Smart um, kind of knew what he wanted, and, and Coach Cheney obviously gave Coach Smart fits while he was at Tennessee, and Coach Smart wanted to get that um, to Georgia with him. So 
I think he's got a plan just like Coach Pittman. I think I think it's going to be pretty successful. Well, they are kind of a match set. You know, Cheney and Pittman are a uh, they're a team, and uh, I think they work well together. They have worked well in the past. You know, I got to tell you the truth too. <laughs> One of the things about both those guys is, you know, just to look at them, I'm kind of surprised at the level of energy they have in practice. Because, I mean, if you look at them, you're like, I mean, these guys, they, they're, let's just call it what it is, right? They're not the most athletic looking guys. They're not like getting, you know, I'm not expecting to see them out there mixing it up with the players or anything, but, they do, uh, they do have a pretty high level of energy. They're definitely loud. I mean, you can definitely, you know, I mean, Pittman, it doesn't need to be mic'd up for you to hear what he's saying on the field, you know? And, um, but it, it is amazing. I'm surprised, I guess, at the amount of energy these guys are able to muster just after having, uh, I don't know what the political way to say it is, but, uh, you know, they don't, like I said, they just don't look the most, uh, <laughs> athletic guys, you know? I think I think we all get get what you're saying there. No, I, <laughs> right. I totally agree. That's that's why I was that's why I was thinking as well. But I have been pleasantly surprised, and um, I think he's going to be pretty successful. Honestly, like you said, though, you, you brought up the wide receiver core, and he's not working with a super stack um, cupboard right now. But I think some guys will really step up. Um, will really step up this year, especially with Malcolm Mitchell leaving. I think Terry Godwin will kind of step up as your number one. But then Isaiah McKenzie has been going pretty much with the twos, and uh, and he's been looking really, really special out there. You know, he's obviously a smaller guy, so he's going to be a different type of receiver than maybe Godwin or a bigger guy. Um, but I think you'll see some players step up, and one of those players that stands out to me is Kenneth Williams. And I yeah. kind of called that out last um, – or going into this fall, I thought he, he'd be a lot more successful this year. Didn't really see it, but – when we've been out at practice, he's one of those guys that you can tell he's just kind of getting things now, and he's moving at a faster pace, and uh, is kind of taking on a little bit of a leadership role there in lines when they're going through drills. So look for him to step up. And then one other player that we'll keep on our radar for right now um, is Riley Ridley. And if you, you know the story behind him, he's an early enrollee that really just came on his visit to, to the University of Georgia just a few days before he was set to enroll, and ended up decommitting from South Carolina and committing to Georgia. And uh, I didn't really know a ton about the kid. I watched this film a little bit. But the first days we were out there, we saw this number 86, and he was taking all the refs with the first team. And we had no idea who the player was. We didn't have a roster with us at the time, but we just saw him making plays. And we were like, who in the world is this kid? So so we looked it up, saw, wow, it's a freshman Riley Ridley is running with the ones on his very first day of college football practice. And has since been doing the same and looking really, looking really good doing it. So I don't know that he's, you know, going to be – Georgia's number one receiver, their biggest go-to guy, but he's certainly going to be a guy that's going to get some playing time, it looks like, and be able to contribute. Well, and, you know, like you said, we've got a thin core. I mean, with I think Shakenneth Williams is in a perfect position. I mean, I think he had a good he had a good season last year. You know, he had a good camp last year. He's been in the program. I know the system's completely changed now, but like you said, he just brings more energy. He's at least he's moving with a little bit more authority. So he is in a great position. And I think this I think Ridley, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think the thin cupboard, as you said, really opens up opportunities for guys who can really play like uh, like Ridley. So I, I, know I expect to see more out of him, and I want the best for Isaiah as well. I know he's doing he's set to do more on special teams this year, um, especially with the you know added emphasis on special teams now. But um, you know, as always, the thing with him is you just gotta you just gotta wonder can he be 
a first-tier wide receiver in the SEC for a full season, and you know, and keep up with his special teams duties and all that stuff. Um, I think there's going to be some opportunities for these younger, newer players to step up at receiver. How about quarterback, man? I mean, that's what that's the that's the game, right? That's the that's the sexy topic du jour right now. Um, what about Bryce Ramsey? Is he going to be able to put it together? What do you? I mean, is he going to be able to put it together and really impress this coaching staff and and make a move here, or are we just going to scrap the whole thing and go for broke with Eason? I I do not think Bryce Ramsey will be the guy. Um, he's looked he's looked all right at practice. Um, Coach Coach Smart, as you said earlier, has called him out and kind of wanting and demanding a little bit more out of him. So maybe you'll see him step up and then really step into a role where he's pushing for the starting spot. Um, but kind of how it's going right now, and, and don't read in, don't read into the order that the quarterbacks are going right now. A lot of people are freaking out and saying, oh, you know, Easton's not going to be playing this year because he's running with the threes. Well, I mean, it's his first spring practice he's ever had. They're not going to throw him in with the first team right away. They're going to put the experienced guys in there that know what they're doing. So don't read a ton into that. But Grayson Lambert has actually looked pretty pretty good. I'd say today, actually, he might have the best day um, while we were out there of the three quarterbacks. And um, I think he's taken the job seriously. He wants to be the starter, and now I don't know that he will. And, and he's not the most talented of the three quarterbacks when he's out there. That's certainly Jacob Eason, and you can t- tell immediately. Um, but Jacob Eason's going to need to really figure things out and, and have control of the playbook and be able to control the huddle and, and, and take on a leadership role. So if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd probably put it on Eason as the guy who's trotting out in the Georgia Dome for that first game. But Grayson Lambert, I, I'd say, is right there with him and will be the guy kind of pushing – pushing along at that number one spot i gotta tell you jonathan i'm shocked man because i know you're i know you're such a big fan of bryce ramsey i mean you've always (laughs) been just a huge fan and i know you're a big supporter um but um you know i also know every time you say the words grace and lambert there's just i can actually hear the sucking sound i can hear my (laughs) listeners just like turning off the show right i mean there's like this sucking sound of uh, listenership just going down in the toilet every time you say Grayson Lambert's name. So I, I do appreciate that. I I I want to think, you know, Lambert might be serviceable as a week one or week two kind of buffer for, for Eason, because I'm not 100% sold on the fact that Eason will trot out with the ones at the Georgia Dome, but I do think um, – Maybe kind of like the uh, Matthew Stafford experiment thing went uh, so many years ago. I don't think it'll be long before it is Eason's – because we just got too much invested. I mean, we, 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 have, we have put a lot of chips in the table for Eason to be the man, right? So he's going to get his shot early, and uh, I, I hope he's able to take advantage of it. Yeah, Coach Smart, I mean, he's going to have, he's going to have a difficult decision ahead of him. I mean, when you're out there – you can tell immediately. You can you can watch three reps for each of the quarterback, and you can tell right away that, that Jacob Eason is the most talented guy out there. And his arm strength, I, I don't want to sound like a man crushing on him too hard, but it's just impressive. I mean, you watch him, and he flicks it 60 yards like it's nothing. And you can just tell the natural talent is there, and it's going to be whether he can kind of put it all together um, between the ears. And I, I personally, I think he'll be able to, but like you said, yeah, it might not be for game one. And kind of what Grayson Lambert offers you, and I know, like you said, a lot of your listeners aren't too keen on that, but um, he's a guy that really works hard and uh, maybe works the hardest of the, of the quarterbacks on the team right now. And he's a really good guy, good guy to root for, and, and he is working every single day. 
And like you said, he's kind of your safer option. You know, I think he threw two interceptions last year, and, and he sh- certainly should have thrown more. There are a lot of drop balls, but that's still saying something. So he's not going to make this sexy, dangerous play that maybe makes Sports Center and the, the great touchdowns. But he's kind of safer, and you know what you're getting. So as you said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he was out there in that first game just because he was the, the safe option, and Coach Martin knew what he was getting with him. But I don't know. I, I'd certainly look for Jacob Easton to push it. Push it. I mean, you talk about sexy. He didn't throw a lot of picks last year. He didn't throw a lot of touchdowns either, though. You know what I mean? He threw two <laughs> picks, true. but only six touchdowns in 13 games last year. I mean, oh, guys, just, uh, uh And I want to pull for him. I mean, hell, I want him to be good, too, you know? But, man, he's, 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 he's really behind the eight ball with a lot of fans, you know what I mean? Cause there's just a lot of, a lot of people are just invested, invested in Grayson Lambert, you know, the wrong way right now, you know? Hey, let's talk about, um, Let's talk about defense because we do have a little more stability on defensive side of the ball. We've, you know, we retained a lot of coaches. You got Tracy Rocker. This time last year, Tracy Rocker was telling people he was damn sick and tired of playing in the Belk Bowl. And, uh, I think that got him another trip to the Belk Bowl. So, um, what, what do you think about the defense, especially that interior defensive line? Um, and, you know, because we've had a lot of losses there. What do you think about guys like John Atkins and Devin Bellamy and those kind of guys? What's going to happen on the defense this year? I'm really excited about that defensive that defensive front. Maybe maybe the most excited I am of any group on that defense. The secondary they might say is the most experienced with guys like Dominique and and uh, and Quincy Mogger, but but that defensive line excites me. And Trent Thompson, I look to step up huge in his second year I mean he is just you go you go out there and he's a massive guy but he's not this out of shape overweight guy he's just he's a ball of muscle and he's a one-man wrecking crew <laughs> and I think he's, he's gonna live up to that five-star status I think this year but as you mentioned there's these more experienced guys like John Atkins that are really gonna clog up those lanes and then you have I think you're adding you're starting to add depth and Georgia certainly needs to recruit um really well this year the defensive line and, and the next year and then continue to add more depth but you have guys like julian rochester who i don't think i mean he's not going to be starting he might not even get a lot of playing time but he's still giving you big bodies and giving you depth there which i think is important for the defensive line and and what coach martin and coach tucker are going to try to do with the defense but then you also mentioned davin bellamy that's somebody who i was going to make sure to talk about um when i came on with you that's a guy that's looked impressive and he's looked impressive while we're out there and then you've just heard great things about him from his teammates and the coaches and that's a guy that, you know, he's been around a few years now and has been learning the system, but it's been hard for him to get in, honestly. You've seen the guys he's been behind with with uh, Jordan Jenkins and Leonard Floyd, and then Lorenzo Carter came on really strong his freshman year, and Davin's been hurt and had the DUI. and So it's just been a little bit harder for him to, to get on the field, but I think he's really put in the work. It's, it's kind of his spot to lose now, and I think he's really going to step up there. He's had some impressive plays while he's been out in practice. Leonard Floyd and his... NFL um, interviews has said that he thinks Davin will be better than him eventually, and so I'm excited for that guy. That's a guy that really fires me up a lot. Yeah, I, I'm excited too, and I mean, you know, like I said, I think the stability on the defensive side of the ball is going to help those guys be able to move faster. They're going to, I think, they're going to be moving with a little more authority. I think that's going to help a lot. The stability on the defensive side, combined with the enthusiasm of Kirby Smart and what he brings to the table defensively. 
I, I, I'm not so worried about the defense this year. I'm pretty damn sure Tracy Rocker is still tired of playing in the belt bowl, right? So, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking for better things out of the defense. I, I think the defensive backs are going to be on, on lockdown. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about the defensive side of the ball as well. Um, you know, and then let's talk a little bit. I mean, what do you think? I just, have you seen anything? I don't know if they've been showing you in practice or not, but what about uh, special teams, specifically like kickers and stuff? You know, uh, I mean, we've got three guys kind of competing for that kicking job. You know, that thing is wide open. I mean, we got we got a punter apparently in Bryce Ramsey, but uh, what about place kicking, place kicking, and uh, really, you know, field goal kicking and stuff like that? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. So. We haven't really been able to see a lot of live kicking while we're out there. We saw some punting one day, and uh, it didn't look too too great. Bryce wasn't out there because the quarterbacks <laughs> were doing their thing, uh, but it didn't look too great. We, there's this, this this one walk-on. It's, it's pretty much all walk-ons right now, first of all, when you're out there. I know. Um, That's for, for, scaring for, the crap kickers, out of me. <laughs> for kickers and punters. So for punters, we didn't see a, a lot of, of great things. It was it, The wind was against them while we were out there the one day we saw them punting. There was – one there's one kid named Will Coward who was he had some good punts off. I don't know where he's gonna fall into the mix. Um, you know this this martial law kid might might come and push on. Then I know they've picked up some other walk-ons um, now in, in in the spring that that will maybe push for that spot. So I don't really know at punter. I don't have a, a definitive answer. I think Bryce Ramsey right now would be your front runner. <laughs> yeah. And kind of when coach yeah when coach Smart has talked to us about it that's who he said. But um. They did. They have a kid coming in on scholarship that um, I think will try to push for that spot as well. At kicker, um, I'm not really too worried, and I might be I might be different than some other Georgia fans, but I have a, a little bit of an insider here. But uh, one of my good friends is is the kicker on the team, William Ham, and right now it's between him and Rodriguez. So I haven't been able to see a lot of them kicking at practice, but I've been with William a lot and then seeing him kick in the off season and, and put in all the work he's put in and seeing him kick these 55 yarders and these long kicks and, and been pretty accurate. So it could just be because I, I know him personally, but I'm not super worried there. I don't really know about kickoffs. I don't really know about if we're going to be able to get the ball in the end zone every time. But as far as the field goal team goes, I'm not super worried about, about the place kicker this year. You know, it's, it's a little uncertain because we don't necessarily know the names. Um, they're not household names, the guys they'll be trying out there. But if you remember, Marshall Morgan, you know, hasn't been in, in peak form his last couple of years either. So not yeah, too worried, but right. I don't think it'll be, I don't think it'll be much worse than last year. Quite yeah. <laughs> Man, that is a great point and an awful point all at the same time. <laughs> um, how about that? Where's that kid William Ham from? He's kind of local, isn't he? I mean, he's from Georgia, right? Yeah. So William Ham is from Macon. Yeah. And, uh, was a talented kicker coming out of high school and, and was deciding between Georgia and Alabama. Kind of the same spot that you see um, this new kicker coming in this year um, that's going to be a freshman. He, you know, preferred walk-on, so both teams wanted him but weren't going to offer him a scholarship. So he came to Georgia, played that first year, and uh, a lot of things went on, decided, decided to hang it up for a year. And then um, Coach Rick actually tried to get him to join the team, um, to come back and join the team for this next year. And so went through that process and William decided to come back and join the team. Then Coach Rick left, obviously, but they still wanted him. We're, we're excited about him. And so he's definitely been putting in the work. And right now I say it's between him and Rodrigo. And I think just Rodrigo, you know, has been there and just hasn't been able to grasp that spot. Um, um, I've heard his kicks are a little low and just hasn't been kind of getting what the coaches have, have wanted to see. So 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I, yeah, I'd say William Ham would would probably be the front runner right now. But it's still I still think it's completely open. Good deal, man. I, yeah, the the William Ham story is, uh, you know, it's it's one of these freaking made for Hallmark television kind of stories. I I hope <laughs> the kid succeeds. I mean, I know he's a hardworking kid. I know he's a good kid, and I know there's a lot of guys pulling for Ham. So, um, including uh probably Dog Roundtable. So, uh, hey, you know, it's good either way, man. I, if you're not worried, I'm not worried. You know, it sounds good to me, man. Listen, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. I really, really appreciate your insights from inside the fence there at practice fields. Hey, one last thing. What do you, how are you feeling about those facilities, man? I mean, are you, are you just, uh, is it wearing you out to go all the way, you know, out to the new practice fields? Um, or has it been, you think it's been a good change or? Or do you think it's no big deal? Or do you think it's been a net negative to be practicing kind of off-site like that all spring? Well, I think kind of no big deal for the, for the players and coaches. Um, I know you can see in pictures and some videos and stuff, when you're out there, it just has a pretty normal field. They brought out all, a lot of turf and and have really done a good job out there. I mean, they they installed the black fencing around all the fields with the power G's in them and so, so big towers the for the video equipment. Yeah. yeah, it just it just kind of feels the same. I mean, the the difference for us is that media bus shuttle on the way over there, which I, yep, I, I wouldn't sugarcoat. It's not the it's not my the thing I look forward to most of the day. A lot of sweaty sweaty old guys getting on a cramped bus with you, but um, <laughs> you do it, you know, it'll be worth it. It'll be, it'll be awesome when they have that nice facility up there. So you just kind of put your head down and do it. Yeah. I mean, Wiser, he smells pretty bad, right? I mean, let's just call it what it is, right? Wiser. I mean, of course he smells bad, right? I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Mark. Um, so listen, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Johnny Sanders, uh, guys, you can follow him, uh, I mean, what is your what's your Twitter handle, man? I know you've got like I don't know about a, a million followers or something like that on Twitter now. <laughs> no, 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 no. My my Twitter handle is at Johnny Sanders. So that's J O H N N Y and then Sanders. Awesome, awesome. Well, you guys follow him. Uh, he's covering everything with uh, with his buddy Chuck Dowdle on the Dog Roundtable. He's in practice every day. He's a great friend of the show and uh, an important source for us too, man. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for your help, Johnny. Anytime. Happy to be here. Awesome. And guys, that's going to wrap up the show. Listen, thanks for listening. As always, you guys can give us a call at 706-363-0210 or you can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Uh, the show is brought to you by our friends at vSporto and Dog Sports Radio 24 hours a day. Dog Talk 24 hours a day on your phone, in your pocket, on your laptop at work. Put on your headphones and your boss will never know that you're listening to dog news all day day long every day guys check it out at dog sports radio and thanks for listening go dogs